Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You join me for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors, and I'm joined by Ross Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We're going to discuss the world of investment from a UK perspective. So, Ross, the world is going to hell in a handcart. What are we going to start with? Well, nothing goes to hell in a straight line, though, does it? But having said that, there is the old, there is the old saying that stock markets go up the escalator, go up the escalator, and come down in the elevator. Um, and, and I guess we're finding out a little bit of that right now. Mm. What's I, I guess there are two things that upset people this week. Uh, and, and they're both transatlantic, but with clear implications for mm. what's going on, on on this side of the pond. Um, the, the, the first is that the Federal Reserve, a couple of spokespeople, including Chair Jay Powell, pretty much nailed down a half percentage point increase for the meeting of interest rates for the meeting on the, on, in the middle of June and another one in the middle of July. So stock markets or so financial markets, which have become accustomed to being bailed out by the Fed at the first sign of trouble, mm. not yet. And the Fed is only just, in fact, the Fed hasn't even started quantitative tightening yet. Don't forget, dear listener, doesn't yeah. start until the 1st of June, uh, a date which Mr. Powell admitted was entirely arbitrary. So no great policy crafting there, I hasten to add. But um, so that starts on the 1st of June. So the Fed at the moment is, is sticking the course, the taking away the fund money. Yields are going up, making bonds perhaps look a little bit more relatively expensive even if uh, a little more attractive, even if, if, if inflation is still a mm. major problem. And the second problem, of course, is inflation. And you've seen that perhaps writ large most powerfully this week with the results from Target, Walmart and Kohl's in the USA, three very big retailers, all of whom disappointed, all of whom reported margin pressure, all of whom guided down for the rest of the year. And I guess there are two or three different issues there. First, those retailers are not passing on all of the inflationary cost pressures that they are suffering. Mm. Now, therefore, what happens to the inflation figures if they try suggests that we perhaps haven't seen the worst yet. Two, I suspect that they might not be able to pull all of that through or not even want to. Um, that then raises the question of to what degree are US earnings estimates and US margin estimates too high? I think, all right, consumer discretionary is only 8% of S&P 500 earnings, well behind tech at 20, financials at 16, uh, and healthcare at 16 or 17. But nevertheless, I think that's indicative of one industry that's feeling a margin squeeze. It'd be intriguing to see how many others do. And we, at the moment, yes, I understand the argument that the S&P 500 is now trading on, quote, historical average multiples of about 18 times and 16 times forward earnings. But what if the earnings estimates are cobblers? Then that's not going to be the case at all, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I think the, you know, that the... the I guess the, the, the third and final lesson that we're, we're getting from, from Walmart and Target that looked, caught my eye was that in their balance sheets. And I always look at a company's balance sheet first, its cash flow second, and its P&L third. And what struck me about Walmart and Target, and I must admit I've not time to do it for Coles because they reported today, was that year-on-year growth in inventory was 30 40 
against year-on-year growth in sales of two, three, four percent. Now that's not funny. Whoa. So, why? so that means they've got an awful lot of stuff sitting on a shelf yes. or in a warehouse waiting to be sold. So now, you don't think that was that's worry about supply chain and let's just make sure we've be. got the stuff. They, they, they could be piling it up. Yep. Um, it, it could. You be, think it's unintentional, though, don't you? I suspect it's six of one, half and yeah. one of the other. Yeah. Um, and so what you're obviously hoping now is that that stuff sells pretty quickly. From the retailer's perspective, they don't want to get stuck with it and they have to discount it. Um, and, you know, also from a wider <laughs> economic perspective, if they don't start replenishing those shelves or start canceling orders, you will see a ripple effect pretty quickly. Yeah. And that's why the US economy is 70% exposed to personal consumption. Of course, if you think about the property market, of course, if they do manage to shift it, they've bought it at lower prices that they may be able to pass on higher prices to their customers. For but, sure. But, yeah, but who knows? Yeah. But, but who, who knows? knows? But yeah, it's, so I think that's, I'm not saying that's, to use Andrew Bailey's term, you know, apocalypse now almost, as it were, but it is something that I think we need to be cognizant of that mm. that's the sort of jumping inventory that looks uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Uh, let's just take a brief pause of breath. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You are joining me for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors on Share Radio, where I'm talking to Russ Mould of AJ Bell. Uh, You mentioned Andrew Bailey there, who's been getting quite a hard time from um, MPs, and indeed almost everybody. Now, surprise, surprise, they were talking about inflation being transitory several months ago, you were rather sceptical at the time, but proven absolutely right. But I mean, he claims, you know, the, the, the head in the handcart isn't quite how he said it, but he, didn't he use the phrase apocalyptic? He did. He said he, he, said he, I think, I think he apologised for sounding apocalyptic, apocalyptic. Or felt, I, I think. Um, yeah. And I think but that I mean, with the Bank of England, have they actually been caught napping? Do you think they're completely behind the curve? I mean, that does seem to be what everybody's now saying. Don't forget that Mr. Bailey voted against a rate rise in November and only voted for a quarter point rate rise last this month. Hmm. Obviously, he and some of the rate setters, who apparently have still been meeting by um, video call uh, and not actually in person, which seems rather unusual. Um, but I mean, they, they would claim, of course, that many of the problems that are causing inflation are not things that yeah, necessarily I'm, be helped by interest rate rises. But then in which case, the narrative of central bank omnipotence is damaged, isn't it? And, and, and you know, they, they've said as much. You know, Mr. Billy said, well, a lot of this is beyond our control. Fine. But then don't stand up for the last 13 years on your hind legs and pretend that central banks are in control of everything. And I think this is yeah. part of the narrative in terms of market confidence. We? And I have sympathy with that view. I mean, what causes inflation... Normally, it's a combination of money printing and big fat deficits, but it doesn't always happen. It hasn't happened in Japan for the last 40 years when you would have expected to have done so. Ultimately, inflation is too much money, too much demand chasing too little supply, Mm. right? Yes. So where does that demand come from? Well, stimmy and cheap money has clearly been a big factor in that. Mm. Why is there too little supply? Well, we've had COVID. We've we've got a war on in Eastern Europe. Uh, People have been told, frightened into staying at home, and uh, in some cases, we're understandably now less than willing to, to come back out again, having spent the last two years having the living daylight scared out. Mm. 
And in some cases, governments unintentionally or intentionally are restricting supply. You're not allowed to drill for oil, planning permissions. Mm. So these things are there. I mean, I'm saying that they're there for a reason, but at the time when demand is going through the roof, you are restricting. Now, central banks can do nothing about supply, zip. They can't print corn, they can't print oil, they can't print houses, they can print boatloads, so they can control demand. They don't have an awful lot of joy with supply. So, yeah, so what are they doing? Well, they're trying to tamp demand down by deadening financial market risk-taking, raising people's borrowing costs, credit card costs, mortgage costs, and it will work. There's that old saying from the former MIT economics professor, Rudy Dornbrush, that no American economic upcycle has ever died of old age. It's been murdered in its bed by the US Federal Reserve. And I think the issue that markets have got now is how far will the Fed go before something breaks? Is it the market? Is it the economy? Is it both? Or to what degree does Congress, or in this case, the UK Parliament, the finger pointing is already starting under pressure, conservative government jabbing Mr. Bailey in the chest at that parliamentary committee this week. To what degree do they start to push back saying, well, just get on and do something, will you? Which is probably stop tightening monetary policy. Because yes. in the end, no, one can argue. I mean, it's very interesting seeing now everybody sort of rounding on the Bank of England. And many of the monetarists, of course, are saying, well, you know, we knew that all this money printing would lead to uh, inflation. Though many of them are saying, well, you know, it was justified at the time of the financial crisis and possibly even at the beginning of the pandemic. But mm. yeah, it's the more recent stuff. I mean, yeah. if the bank yeah. is independent, why was it pumping out so much money? At a time when fiscal stimulus was enormous. I think this is the key issue, is you had fiscal stimmy at the same time. And I think that's what's probably in the end tipped as, it feels like at the moment at least, tipped as over the edge. I think there will be a point whereby there is pressure on them to stop signing and that we end up taking our chances with inflation. If that's the case, then as we've discussed before, hard assets will need serious consideration potentially as a percentage of a portfolio, not just paper ones, by which I mean you know, commodities or at least paper claims on commodities through mining and oils and other such things. Ross, thank you very much indeed. And I have to say, while many experts are sort of coming to the party very late, uh, almost ever since we've first been in conversation, you've been warning about exactly the situation that we are in now. Uh, Russ, thank you very much indeed. That's Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. Um, We'll be looking at the financial outlook for personal investors again very soon. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.